Get ready to challenge conventional beliefs about what's possible in creating health, wealth, and happiness. You are listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. This hit show is providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. It is time to open and expand your awareness, accelerate your well-being as Megan shares wisdom, teachings, and experience from a lifelong journey of the heart. Enact the power of radical change with ease and lift your desires to a new perspective. Now, here's Playing on the Edge Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Playing on the Edge Radio, Radical Change with Ease. And I'm Megan Edge, and I'm here with my wonderful co-star, Pat. Pat, let's start off on the edge of influence with a story. Do it. I love it. Okay, I'm going to share a story from when I was a little kid, just so that our audience can get a sense of who I am, in case they don't already know after all of these episodes we've done. (laughs) So when I was probably about five years old, I lived in a city called Vancouver here on the west coast of Canada, and we had a neighbor who loved her roses. She had so many beautiful roses um, in her garden, and she also loved to give candy to the kids. If we were really polite and well presented and showed up on her doorstep once a week or so, she would give us usually Wrigley's gum or something like that, which we thought was just wonderful. Well, I decided that we should give something back for her generosity and knowing how much she loved roses and somehow at five years old knowing that aphids are not good for roses I managed to influence my little group of friends we went through her garden we picked all the aphids off of her rose bushes put them on ourselves oh my god (laughs) and then we went up to her door and rang the doorbell and I can still remember her face she was a very proper woman and she was an older woman by our standards and our parents' standards, Mm -hmm. the look on her face at this ragtag group of barefoot kids, probably not wearing shirts either. We were, you know, this back in the 70s, early 70s, covered in aphids. (laughs) I said to her, Mrs. Faulkner, we've taken all the aphids off of your rose bushes. She she said, goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness. And she herded us all over to the side of the house where the hose was and got her hose and hosed all of the aphids off of us. And then being that we had done this generous thing for her, we did get our stick of um, Wrigley's gum and she asked us to never do it again. (laughs) So even at that early age, um, there was some influencing that was happening. There's no question about it. And, you know, that's why I love what we're talking about today. Uh, You know, people often point to the generation or the time we're living in now and say, we're, we have, what is the language and say, oh my gosh, we have the possibility of being influenced in so many different ways by so many different people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I put that in a little ratio scale. So here's what I put that, the scale that I put it in. Now, does that mean that the degree by which you're influenced to make choices in life changes. But if you put it in a scale, the complexity of where we live now requires us to have information. The complexity of a hundred years ago was so localized in how people live their lives, right? If you think about it, 
You know, if you're living your life 100 years ago, your number one priority is not what's going on in the Olympics. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not. Uh, no, unless you're Canada, because I think the Canadians are pretty much cleaning up. Uh, just some great athletes this year from, from you all. Mm. But all of us have been influenced, even at a young age. Mm -hmm. What were some of the game changers, though, for you when you look back, if we're going to talk about this, but what is an influencer? And, and how do we, yes, it's a contemporary term, but wait a minute, this has been going on for a long time, right? Talk I about would, that. Yeah, I would say it's been going on ever since we started forming communities. In, in any group of people, you're going to have different kinds of personalities, and some of those personalities are going to be bigger they're going to probably gravitate more to leadership positions. And some of those people in the group are going to lean more towards following the leader and allowing themselves to be influenced um, by that leader if they trust that leader or, and we've seen in other cases where the leader takes, takes control and that's a whole different kind of influencing. And the reason that we're talking about this right now is because there are just so many things that influence us throughout our day. And much of the time we're not really aware or connected to what is influencing our behavior from being a little child all the way up to yeah. when we take our last breath. And it isn't that it's necessarily a bad thing to be influenced, but you know, it was interesting when I was doing the research for this show and looking at that phrase under the influence and how in our culture that's, that's considered to be a bit of a negative thing. Like you have a weakness that you allowed yourself to be under the influence. It's also used in court cases as a way to excuse someone's behavior. You know, they didn't know what they were thinking or what they were doing because they were under the influence of a drug or an alcohol or a person. So it, it really becomes this very complex and fascinating topic um, to, to, to discuss and to become clearer on what we allow to influence us and make choices yeah. based around that, which is what we're going to be talking about. Um, throughout the program as well but don't you think i really i'd love to hear your thoughts on this we talk a lot about the influence of social media television radio well not you, you know movies but we have always had influencers in our mm -hmm. lives right mm -hmm. yeah um there's a difference though between what we call an influencer in our culture right. with a capital i exactly. and people who have influenced us in our lifetime so i shared on social media this morning on facebook the story about my professor in geology when i was doing my geology studies at dalhousie in university and and how influential he was in the way in which he approached science and encouraged us to ask questions and not make assumptions that we knew or that science even knows what is right or wrong and that opens up a, that opens up room for exploration and his his attitude had such a profound impact on me coming not from a science background but from an arts background but that's quite different than say joe rogan you know or a, a youtuber that my daughters absolutely love and and influences the music <laughs> they listen to and the clothes they wear and the the mannerisms that they that they take on in our culture now an influencer is a title given to someone who fits a certain criteria and is usually um, brought on board in either a corporation or a company or a business to represent something of that business or that corporation. That's mm -hmm. how they make their money, you know, or in politics. Um, the you know, politicians can also be influencers as well. So it's a, it's a whole new ball game in a way that I don't think we have had a conscious connection to in the past. 
Yeah. You know, a king or queen could be an influencer, but they never would have called themselves that. Exactly. And, you know, people with authority. So there is a real distinction here that we should look at. And that is there are people that have authority and or power over Mm -hmm. that there's put them there. That's a certain type of influencer. Mm -hmm. Then there are people here that only have power over if you let them. Right. Right. Because you're choosing to become a follower or you're choosing. And these are different worlds, but it doesn't mean they don't have the same impact. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. We, when we were discussing, when we were talking before the show about, um, or when we were doing our work before the show and we were looking at what, what are the influences in our daily lives that we are aware of? Mm-hmm. How, how are we making our choices under the influence of, you know, be it um, a place where we don't have any control or any power and the influence becomes manipulation mm-hmm. or places where we can say, yes, I really like the message that that person has. I want to be in their telegram group or I want to be on their Facebook page or something like that. Uh, and it is distinctive. And then there's overlap. Yeah. You know, we yeah. can love the person who's, who controls us and we mm-hmm. can allow ourselves to be influenced by them and we can believe we have choice in that. Yeah. I remember a survey that came out. I don't know what year it was, but it was fascinating to me. Um, and I think it was from a marketing company that was thinking about creating a way to do this. This has never come to be. Mm. But they had to ask a survey and asked a number of series of questions that really led to this. How much would you pay if your general television channels, right? Now there's cable, but even cable now, if the channels, how much would you pay if your channels, let's say your favorites, didn't have ads and commercials? How much would you be willing to pay? Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, you know, even then the numbers were shocking. If you were to ask people now, you may or may not get a different answer, but people don't even want to watch live television because they can't fast forward through it. And these are influence influencers, whoever those are influencers that we subconsciously or consciously are plugged into Mm -hmm. because we're interested in something that they come with. And that has been a dog for a lot of people for mm-hmm. a lot of time. And, and it is, it is such an important level, Megan, because I want to ask you this question. We're absorbing things from influencers. What's Constantly. the impact of that? Well, it can on occasion be good. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say that there's an influencer who uh, works with essential oils or with plant medicines, and they've done the science, they've done the research, they, they have that background. And they're telling us that if we take this particular thing, it could be really good for us. Yeah. And, and we like what that sounds like. And we do our research. We go, yeah, sure. That's great. I'll follow that person. I like what they say and what they're sharing with us. And then there's a different kind of influence that isn't necessarily so good that, that we have to really question and start looking at the nuances of. And that's when we start moving into what is the media really doing with influencing us? You know, and where, where is that money coming from? You know, I think it's really interesting, I'm going to put this in here, that most of the major news media outlets in the U.S., Pfizer is one of their big sponsors. Oh, yeah. We know that Pfizer is big pharma. So if you're a journalist working for CNN and Pfizer is one of your biggest sponsors, your reporting 
on anything that has to do with the pharmaceutical company is going to be pretty biased. And you're probably going to be told it has to be biased towards a positive viewing of the company that is your major sponsor. Or you're going to be warned not to make sure you don't say anything negative. Exactly. Because we know, we know what happened to Oprah like a right. bunch of years back, right? Yes. So uh, that, that kind of influence becomes, in my mind, it becomes suspicious. I become suspicious uh, when I see that because I know that the information I'm going to be receiving is going to be of a particular way. And it's not a way that I know personally lands mm -hmm. for me. I know. But <laughs> we're going to take a short break. We can come back. You're going to take us on a journey with why are we so influenced by influences? And then I'm going to share a little story from my childhood that got me punished for a month. Ooh. Let's take it. <laughs> uh -oh. Actually, there are a couple, but there's one that I'm thinking about for sure. Let's take a short <laughs> break, everybody. Think about this question. Why are we so influenced by influencer? Why? Mm. why? Megan's going to take that on. She's got some great knowledge, information, articles to share. And when we come back, I'm going to share a little story on how easily this happens even at a very young age. Benny, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Tune in to Transformation with Martinet every second and fourth Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Martinet and her guests are here shining their lights today through empowering stories of hardship and transformation. Begin to see your life in a new light. Visit martineyemmons.com and tune in every second and fourth Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific to Transformation with Martinet. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off, you're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low-cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistique Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com. We figured by the time we turned 50, we kind of had life figured out, but we were not prepared for the realities of midlife. Tune in to And That's When I Realized, The Truth and Comedy of Midlife, with me, Susan Dolce. And me, Leon Dyer, every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're not alone in these challenges, and sometimes you just gotta laugh. Find us at SusanDolce.com and LeonDyer.com. Tune in to the Sacred Attunement Show with Asher Countryman, unlocking the power of mind, body, soul abundance. Tune in every first and third Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Join Asher as she guides you to sacred attunement. Align your mindset and your actions to master your life's purpose. Discover more at SacredAttunement.com. When trauma is stored in the body, it can subconsciously affect and determine our life experiences. 
Learn how the mind connects with the body and how you can pursue your own healing and growth so that your line shines brighter than ever. On the Law of Attraction Traction with host, my mom, Korean Beerfield. Every third Tuesday of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn more about Kareen and her services as a holistic, heart-centered counselor, visit KareenBeerfeld.com. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening. This is great. The Megan is, I'm turning this, uh, this uh, segment over to Megan. You know, this is, uh, she and I do these calls, and boy, do we get fired up on them. And I think we're just, sh- we're demonstrating some good restraint during this show. Um, <laughs> this is Playing on the Edge Radio. This is Megan Edge's show. This is Radical Change with Ease. Today, Megan is taking on On the Edge of Influence, and I get to join her. But before we go in to talk about, you're going to take us on a, a journey, a research journey of why we're so influenced. Before we do that, let's take a moment and tell people about you, what you're putting together, and how they can connect with you on everything, including essential oils. <laughs> including <laughs> essential oils. Yes, but indeed. I throw that in. <laughs> I can influence you on. Um, you, can, <laughs> you can certainly find me on my, on my Facebook don't page. Don't think for one minute. I just got to say this to everybody listening. I know what you're thinking right now because I just got a hit. Megan did too. <laughs> we know we're influencers, mm-hmm. right? We know that. And you remind us when we say a few things that just doesn't sit well with you. See, that's part of being an influencer too. You've got to be able to take the feedback from the people you care about too. Go ahead, Megan. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. You started it. You started it. Where did we get to? Oh, yes. You can find me on Facebook at Megan Edge Healing or Megan Edge. It's a great place to connect with me. I'm also on Telegram now. You can find me there. Uh, I have a YouTube channel with over, oh gosh, 300 different videos to teach you all kinds of different and amazing things, including every single episode that we've ever done of Playing on the Edge Radio. This is 53, I think now that we've been doing, we've been doing these. We've done some great shows. We need to put together. Okay. So I'm not going to say who should do this, but he's very close to you. We should put (laughs) together a best of reel, like a two hour best of reel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll do that. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, Also on LinkedIn, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's interesting when you talk about us being influencers, there's a certain level of responsibility that I take very personally and I, and I take it very seriously. It's one of the reasons why if, I, if I'm going to share something that could influence someone to, to make choices in their lives, and, and of course, I am a firm believer in free will. So even if I put something out there, it's your choice to engage or not engage. And it doesn't matter to me whether you do or you don't. If I like the information, I want to share it. But I also want to make sure that I can be responsible for the content of that information, which is why I do all the research that I do. You know, anything that I share on Telegram or on Facebook or LinkedIn, I've either read the entire thing, including all those medical studies, I do sit down and I read them, or I've watched the entire thing. Because I don't want to get sideswiped by somebody saying, oh, but did you see this word that debunks the whole thing or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. There is a responsibility if one has the personality to lead others. And I think when we start looking at the way in which we are influenced on a daily basis, often without even realizing it, something like mm-hmm. in the course of, a, of an average day, you're, you're exposed to 5,000 or more images that are intended specifically to influence you, to buy something or to click on something or to believe something. 5,000 in a day. 
no wonder we're all so exhausted. You know, no wonder people in the health profession, especially natural medicines, are saying things like, step away from your device. Get off TikTok. <laughs> it's not good for your brain to be constantly bombarded with all of this information. And it makes it more challenging to discern what is a positive influence and what might be a negative influence and to even be aware of it. So what I was looking at in our research was the psychology of influence and how is it that we are generally so easily influenced or influenceable? <laughs> is that a word? Maybe yeah, that's no. a good one. I like a good we'll one. Make it. Let's just make it up. <laughs> Influenceable <laughs> by so many different things around us. And it's the people around us. And it's, it's our past. It's our, it's our history. It's our family history. It's our religion. It's the books we read. And it's all of that stuff that's coming at us through, through all of our devices. Is it all bad? No. If you can stand for something what's that that quote hang on I found it just before the the show that famous quote um if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything right I've had experiences where I've been influenced and just felt so awful afterwards once I realized that I'd allowed myself to be influenced to make a decision which I wished in retrospect I hadn't made it's a horrible yeah. feeling yeah it is to feel bamboozled to feel like like someone worked you over and you were yeah. influenced by that person to make a decision that really wasn't a great decision yeah. to make. You know, it doesn't yeah, feel good at all. Not at all. No. And I think every one of us have experienced that at some level. Yeah. Well, oh, you were going to tell us your story from when you were a kid and you well, got grounded. I mean, this is an example because it's, uh, it's one of the, it's a little naive and it's short. I grew up, you know, television popped out and there you go. You got your version of television. If you got your version of television, first of all, it basically was all white people. So let me just get that on the table. Mm -hmm. um, and you were influenced by that in a lot of ways. But I loved the Three Stooges. <laughs> now, by the time I got plugged into them, right? Why did I love them? It was okay to love them until I started to act like the one that hits everybody. Oh, <laughs> but you're but here you are you see here it is this is what they're doing this is what millions of kids were watching right and I wasn't alone the phenomenon of that show and child behavior that had to be disciplined <laughs> I had a friend that did an article on it actually was part of his his case case studies but you start to do it. You start to smack your sisters or you start to, there was one thing where I just hit them with some kind of spoon or something, but in, and, but in fun. So you're mm -hmm. being influenced that striking out at other people is laughable. Yes. Hello. <laughs> okay. I don't do that anymore. Cause I'll tell you, I had a mama and she would not going to hear that, but that's a short example of a small, small incident. Now mm -hmm. magnify that to the world we're in today. Yes. That's like not even talking about video games. But there's a science that you've researched. Tell us about that because you <laughs> so can't blame that... me as a kid for doing that. Because if you look at the research, yeah. it will tell you why, right? 
But just before I jump into that, as soon as I was already thinking, oh, video games. We didn't talk about the influence of video games. <laughs> that's a whole other. That's another show. Oh my gosh, that's a whole other show. And the psychology of the violence. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's a whole other show. Talk yeah. about influence. Um, you know, as a as a factor of our evolution in creating community, we have to allow influence to flourish in one way or another. If I'm the first person in a community to try something new, maybe I'm the first person to, to take a, a fire that's burning in the forest and take a branch and bring it over to our, our play, our village and set a little play, a little thing on fire on purpose. And I demonstrate that I can cook something over it. If I can't influence people around me to also see the benefit of this, then we don't evolve. Right. And when we look at our evolution, it's really quite fascinating to see these moments of intellectual leaping that we have done as a species, as a tool using species. And we can, we can see it in the grave goods, we can see it in the archaeology, we can see it in the paleontology, we can see it even just in our bone structure. Somebody in the group had to come up with a new idea, a new way of doing something. And then in order for that to be taken on by the group and disseminated and kind of go viral in a term that we understand, they had to be able to influence other people, right? And so when we look at what influences us, I think it's important to understand from the psychological point of view that it's okay to allow ourselves to be influenced, to learn new things, to try new things in order to evolve our brains to evolve our way of thinking to change our ideas I think that's okay that is an okay kind of um, of an influence and at the same time we want to understand the psychological damage that can happen to us if we are influenced in a negative way you know and your example of the three stooges is kind of cute because you're a kid and all that but let's say that you're in an abusive relationship and the mother is being abused by the father and the child sees this and learns that that's how you treat your spouse and internalizes that influence yeah. and then decides that when they become an adult, that's appropriate. Yeah. And let's just comment. There's research that demonstrate this. There are research studies that will point to that point. You know, uh, many I've studied, many you've studied. There's yeah. actually behavioral analysis that is done to demonstrate that vicarious learning, it's one of the quickest ways to learn something. Vicarious means you do it, I watch you. That's how I'm learning. Yeah, it's called invisible influence. Um, there was a really great article that I found in the behavioral scientist at behavioralscientist.org, and it's called Invisible Influence, How Other People Think for You and Why That's Okay. So the, uh, the author, he's a, an author of the book. Let me just pull this up and see see where he is here. Because he's, he's, it was really interesting. He's talking about this, this idea that influence isn't necessarily a negative thing because of the psychology that we've just, that we've just shared about. Um, Jonah Berger, Invisible Influence, The Hidden Forces That Shape Behavior. And why I find it so fascinating is because from my place of curiosity, I love to understand how things happen. And where I have some perhaps trauma around some negative influencing and decisions that I made based on that, you know, questioning life choices, I want to understand why was it so easy for me to be influenced by that individual, by what they were saying or what they were offering or what, how they know to influence, right? Because you can study this. If you're, if you're at all curious, look up influence in advertising. Oh. And, and it's, it's phenomenal what we already know about the human psychology and how 
easy, like actually terrifyingly easy it is to influence someone's decisions and oh behaviors. My God. I, because of the business that I'm in, I know a lot about it. I know a lot about pop-up ads. I know a lot. And I even found myself today in the middle of my little game that I play on my phone, right? I allow myself mm-hmm. 10 minutes a day to play solitaire. Now that, <laughs> that says a lot about my personality, right? <laughs> but even with that, and even though I know that I'm going to get a pop-up every time I click on something, mm-hmm. even knowing that, I still looked at the ad. Yeah, of course. See, that's how it works, right? Yes. And then and- they track what you're clicking on. So they keep sending you more things. (laughs) And that ad, if it's a good ad, if it's a good ad that that made you go, oh, that's, I'm curious, what is that? And you click on it. There's an enormous amount of work that's gone into making that clickbaitable, the colors that are being used, the position of various symbols and words on the page, all of it is deeply, deeply researched because these people, this is their business is they want you to buy. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I think there's there's two sides that we can look at this from. There's the evolutionary. Isn't that interesting that I want to share something that I've learned in order to benefit somebody else? And then there's the, I want to make money. How can I influence and manipulate the person to give me their money? Yeah. And that's part of the research you've done. Because once upon a time, the, the choices we had were a little bit simpler. I mean, even the landscape of television was once upon a time, the reason that so many of us got involved in changing the history and the landscape of political decisions was because it was a primary focus. You know, there wasn't 59 million channels. Mm -hmm. There were 11 and maybe not even. And one of them had to do with the news and they covered everything in detail. Right. Now the news or getting involved in political decisions, that is not going to be on the the list of perhaps somebody that's in their 20s. That's not going to be, you know, am I going to watch that? Or am I going to watch like uh, my favorite series? Yeah. Well, and we we were talking about this when we were planning this this show, looking at what does what does television do when you leave the room during the commercial break? (laughs) The sound goes up. (laughs) <laughs> and they've been doing that for a long time that started I think back in the 80s I remember realizing wait I can still hear the commercial and I'm in the kitchen I didn't turn up the volume right so this is where this is where I want us to start moving into is helping people to understand what the influences are like let's get let's get aware let's open up our awareness to what it is that's happening around us so that we can be in more of a a position of empowerment if that's what a person wants now because I do know that there are a lot of people who would probably say to me I don't really I can't be bothered like there's so much that I have to do and so, so what somebody puts a coca-cola can in the movie and I went and got a coke afterwards I, that's fine I don't mind you know or I was talking about drapes and now I, all everything in my news my Facebook news feed is all about buying drapes I'm okay with that <laughs> and I pre- and I, I honor that I respect that that's fine I, it is fine but for some of us who don't like that feeling of realizing, ooh, I just went and got myself a Coke. I don't actually drink Coke, but let's say something else. I don't know, some tea or something, you know. Um, and I, and I wasn't aware that that's yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. 
But you know, it's so it's subliminal, and those of us that understand advertising know that it's done on purpose. Well, I want to take a short break. When we come back, there's a part of this that you just you just you just pinpointed it right, even in a very conscious and subconscious way. What you said is, I don't mind if that pops up, and then I go have the drink. Why would you do that? Because one, what must you have in that particular influencer? What must you believe about them? And yep, it's a really cool word. It's one of my favorites. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Megan Edge. And we're going to talk about that thing that will accelerate the action you take. Take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, visit SharingLoveAndLightShow.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am the creator of the Transformation Network, doing what we do in the world of positive radio, informed, educated, positive media. Independent radio hosts and independent networks have been the face of positive messaging over the past decade. So all of us here have decided we're going to put together an independent network that is going to enable people to bring their positive message of hope, inspiration, and conscious action to the forefront. Help us create a future of amazing, uplifting stories that can be told so we can tell our children and they can tell their children of what hope and conscious action is all about. I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Okay, we're going to roll. And I think, <laughs> Megan, we're just, we're not going to take another break here. Um, the word that I was referencing beforehand was trust. 
And, and I was talking with you during a break that, you know, whether I see a can or something on TV or anywhere else, and I just say, oh, I think I'm going to have one of those. What's in the middle of that is the fact that I trust that particular influencer. So I don't even have to think about whether I'm going to drink that or eat that, right? But talk Absolutely. about trust from your perspective and what you've discovered along the way, especially in some of this research. And you remember, we did a show on the edge of trust. I'll have yes, to find that did. one again and, and repost it because that was uh, that was a really good one. And it was a good one. Looking at, at how trust is something that someone has to earn from us through our experiences, right? So, and by that, I mean, trust is a choice. I choose to trust or I choose not to trust based on my filters, my experience, my beliefs, all of those things come into play. So I'll be totally uh, um, blunt and anyone who knows me knows this is true. I don't trust big pharmaceutical companies. They don't have a good track record. They are not trustworthy. Billions of dollars in lawsuits. They've made some really horrific mistakes. So why would I trust them? So if I see something that's related to them, I'm going to have some questions around it. I'm just going to wonder about it, you know. But if I do trust, I have a, a dear friend who also loves research. And if she tells me something, I'm not necessarily going to go and do all the same research that she just did because I trust her ability to do good research. And so I'm going to take what she says at face value because I trust her. And that's what the advertisers are looking for. And that's what the influencers are looking for. They're looking for a way to build trust with their audience on their expertise or on the things that they are sharing. And it doesn't take much in this fast paced world of ours to lose trust very quickly right. and to lo lose everything. And we've seen it happen over and over and over again. Right, right, yeah. right. That's why you see so many people fighting for what they believe, um, even if it's at the expense of so much. I mean, you've heard me talk about uh, Scarlett Johansson before. Mm -hmm. and what backlash she took. I think she took the backlash until she won the Critics' Choice Award mm -hmm. uh, for the role, but the backlash she took from big companies and her suing Disney, right? Yeah. For a violation of, of something. Um, yeah. And as a result of that, here's what's happening now. She came out, she did that. Now you're seeing in the contracts and even in the language, of producers and directors. Mm -hmm. I, I was looking at something for the, the second part of Dune. Mm -hmm. And the director and some of the actors were already very clear. We will do this if we have a 45 day, right? So her one decision influenced mm -hmm. the entire industry. Yeah. That's how powerful it is. Yeah. And, there, and I think there's a real difference in, the, in terms of influencing when it is a conscious influence and when it is an unconscious influence. Yeah. Tell us the difference from your perspective. Give us a hit of that. So an unconscious influence is one where you are unaware that your decision-making process has been influenced by something in your environment. You don't question it. You don't think about it. It's not anything that you are necessarily aware of. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, again, that can, it can be a positive experience and not everybody has enough hours in the day necessarily to, to look minutely at every single decision that they make and whether or not it's been influenced by somebody else. But conscious influence is when I say, I 
like what that person is saying. I allow myself to be exposed to their information or their ideas or their beliefs or their product. There's a trust, there's like a conscious trust that gets developed between me and them. And it has nothing to do with them. Like if we go back to trust, that whole trust is about what I feel comfortable with. And what I appreciate about a conscious understanding of how I'm being influenced is that then I at least feel, and it may be an illusion, but I feel like I do have some control over the choices that I'm making. It's an empowerment thing. You know, one of the, the things that we were looking at that I was looking at is, is ways in which we can become more conscious, more conscious or conscientious about what is influencing us and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. And there are a couple of different, I've got a list here of things that, that make sense about how to become more aware. So I'll share that with, with everybody now. The first one is one of my favorites. I talk about this a lot. Take responsibility. Take, take responsibility for yourself. If you're the sort of person who spends a lot of time asking every single person around you what you should and should not do, take a breath and start focusing on trusting yourself. And this, this one actually ties into the last thing on the list, which is to check in with your intuition. Learn to trust your intuition, right? So taking responsibility is also being able to say, wow, I was influenced. You know, being able to see the places in your life where you have had negative or positive influences and then if there's something that needs to change about that then making that change that's about taking responsibility another really good one is let go of embarrassment and i think we could probably do a whole show on the edge of embarrassment the way that a person's sense of self-confidence or self-worth is manipulated by others in order to create a sense of embarrassment and embarrassment is powerful nobody wants to be embarrassed it's embarrassing if I put something up on Facebook and somebody points out that there's a spelling mistake in it or that I didn't read it all the way through and actually the person says something completely different that isn't in alignment with what I like to share. That's embarrassing and it feels really awful. But what what the psychology says is let go of that, the connection that you might have to embarrassment. And, and it's, it's a bit like developing a thicker skin, water off a duck's back. You know, okay, so we all make mistakes. Is it the end <laughs> of the world? Probably not. Is someone going to die? Probably not. Someone's going to die anyways, but they're going to die from something completely different. There's nothing to do with the mistake that you may or may not have made. So letting go of that embarrassment. And, you know, these are not simple, like I'll just tick these off. These these require work to to do them. Stop comparing. Yeah. That's a huge one. That's a killer. That right there, that right there. Oh boy. That is really, Yeah. if we were to talk about the, about social media as an influencer, it wouldn't be, we would not be talking about social media, right? Mm-hmm. We would be talking about the issues of self-esteem and comparison that result yeah. of being engaged, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that comparison is, that actually can take lives. It has. It, has it been, certainly it, has. Yeah, Compare, yeah. If, if a person gets so caught up in comparing themselves yeah. to somebody else and believing that that other person is so much better than they are yeah. and internalizing that, that, that can lead to suicide. I mean, this, is, this isn't light and fluffy. Um, mm. and th- but the way to stop comparing yourself to someone else is to really know who you are and to learn to value your contribution to the world. Mm -hmm. they're all they're all tied these are all tied into each other because the next one is increase self-esteem and self-worth easy to say not always easy to do 
but even with the intention of today I'm going to have self-confidence and stand tall and walk through the day can make a difference energetically in your body to that feeling of self-esteem and, and self-worth. The other really important one is setting boundaries, right? Saying no. I, I would be better off financially right now. I'm going to, I'll be, I'll share this. If I had a really strong no to a situation I found myself in to the tune of 12,000 us dollars a few years ago. Yeah. Because although I said no, he was very good at pulling me back to a yes. And yeah. I allowed the influence, but also he was really good at that because he was a salesman and that's what salesmen are really, really good at. That's a whole other area of psychology and, and influence. And that's and on the edge of uh, <laughs> that's what you're talking about is the influence of money. That's the a whole show. Yeah. It's the influence of money and it's the influence. Like for me at the time, it was that he was so excited about my work yeah. and I got caught yeah. up in him being so excited about my work. Yeah. And thinking that good, then my work will go out farther and more people will see it and I can have a positive impact because that's important that to me, that feels like one of my life purposes is to mm -hmm. help other people. So he spoke all the right words and he had all the right language and, and then it wasn't. Yeah. And mm. I, those boundaries, I mean, each time something like that happens, there's an opportunity for me to say, okay, how could I have done that differently? Move away from the embarrassment. Oh, oh, I can't boy. believe I let myself get talked into it. You know, yeah. check in with self-esteem and practice the no for the next time. I, I did a whole show or parts of a whole show not too long ago based on one of the strongest mentors I've ever had, Mary Louise Smith, because mm -hmm. you couldn't walk in her room. Like mm -hmm. the minute you walk in a room, even if you got ready to ask her what you wanted for lunch, she would stop, put the cigarette down, beautiful lips and nails and say, what part of the problem are you? Mm. I hated it. And boy, <laughs> it stuck so with me. She wasn't saying I'm to blame. Yes, that's right. But and that's but the responsibility is the same thing. Yeah, is you're saying, well, what part of me? Yeah. Am I now more aware of? Exactly. For the next time. Right, right. And the really important part, the next the next one on the list is to remind yourself whose life this is. Who are you making decisions for? Right? If I decide that I'm going to stay out extra late because my friends are hooting and hollering and saying, come on, come on, have another drink. It's really great. We're just going to stay out really late. And the next morning I feel awful and I missed my appointment or you know, whatever. This is not a thing that happens these days, but certainly in my youth it did. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's me allowing my, my life to be influenced by someone else's idea when what I really wanted to do was just go home. Right. So whose life is it? If you feel you're under pressure by somebody, there's a whole other show on the under pressure. Um, take a moment and remind yourself, this is my life. And the only person at the end of the day who I have to be accountable to is me. So what am I going to do with that? I want to comment on this because I don't want people to think that you and I believe that making those decisions is easy. When you stand in your power, in your strength, in your boundary delineation, it takes more than courage. It's introspective. Mm -hmm. You've got to be willing to break a pattern, perhaps, of something that you've done before. Maybe it's enabling. Um, whatever that is, we, you're, we're sharing that you can do it, that mm -hmm. it is your inner power. It is your superhero genius. Yeah. But to get from where you are today to that place, you may have to call Megan. <laughs> <laughs> we, can do, we can do some work. <laughs> 
but but the point is we have the ability yeah. to do it does it mean we're not going to ruffle people's feathers around us no you know does it yeah. mean that you know my brother won't what is it unfriend me again or whatever he does um yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah. it means we understand the responsibility of the of the decision but we also understand the point of freedom it gives us doesn't it yeah absolutely and the more you practice making decisions for yourself on your own with your own knowledge and information and intuition and wisdom the easier it becomes one of the things that I think it's really important that we mention is about the group psychology, the group think. And we were speaking last time about mass hypnosis, and that was a play on words of mass hypnosis. The need to belong is incredibly powerful. And again, advertisers know that and influencers know that. There's, if, if you're part of the group, even though you're an individual and you're doing it your own way, you're, but you're also part of a group, that has a tremendous impact and influence on your decision making because if what you're going to decide might be contrary to the group like your group of friends for example there's going to be consequences to that and we all know what that feels like you make a decision or you take a stand and the group doesn't agree well now you're the lone wolf yeah you're out on your own and that's not a comfortable place often for it's us not to be. it's not you know I don't know about you, but we could do a show, a whole show on decisions we've made that went against the grain. Um, <laughs> I had to do a paper once for one of the Toastmaster things. I had to do a short talk and I decided to talk about high heels because that's what was on my mind at the time. Okay. And the unwritten rule for women. And it was interesting. I found the history. I found that they weren't designed for women to begin with. Mm -hmm. And I found the history. But we are so influenced by fashion or influenced by what you should wear or not wear mm -hmm. that women will put on uncomfortable things on their feet for 12 hour days. Yep. And I think I think I had a moment of that in my corporate job. Mm -hmm. Now it's fashionable to put on sneakers. Right. But there might be a price that people pay for making a decision. Yeah. And not to follow an influencer. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, as we're saying, as you move through your day, you're making thousands of decisions, small and large, as you move through that day, and you're not going to be consciously aware of every single one of them, or for the reasons why you are making them. If you were to practice, however, becoming more aware of some of the larger decisions that you're making in your life and why you're making them, you may find it to be a more empowering experience to be able to say, I decided and then own the outcome. And one of the things I teach people is that, at least in my belief system, and you don't have to agree with me, that's totally fine. There are no wrong decisions. You make a choice based on all the information that you have to make that choice. And then there is the experience of the choice that you have made. And that can be a very liberating belief. I've seen it be liberating for a lot of people, especially if they're carrying around a lot of trauma around decisions that they've made in the past or decisions that were made for them in the past or even in the present moment it somehow takes the pressure off if we can say okay i made a decision i made a decision to give that guy twelve thousand dollars us wish i hadn't 
but I have, so what, what then was my experience of that? You know, and I guess it's a little bit like, what's the silver lining or what's the lesson? It's that, that kind of a, yeah. a way of thinking. Well, Megan, let's just, let's just, without going into a lot of detail about it, mm -hmm. there's an influence going on right now by a group of people that I didn't really pay much attention to initially, but mm -hmm. now I'm learning more about their story and their journey. And it's interesting because I come from a trucking family. You know, we teamster union member, my gosh, if you were in my family growing up, like your first job and you didn't have a union card, OMG, you would think the end of the world. <laughs> but I wasn't paying attention. And then my history and influence from my family around that mm -hmm. made me interested. Mm. And I'm watching now the way that this particular issue is being given to us mm -hmm. in peaceful demonstration way. Mm -hmm. And now people want to say, what exactly is going, you see, I don't know if I will get up and go on the streets with people, mm -hmm. but they've got my attention. Right. And that is the lost art of political influence that doesn't come from one of five television channels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're talking about the truck convoy that was started in Canada um, a few weeks ago, has taken up steam and momentum uh, from all different directions, the four directions, in fact, Canadian truckers and farmers have collected themselves in Ottawa, which is our capital city, and then people are coming in as well from other from the US and other countries are now starting to do this and, and their their entire intention was to show up peacefully in an organized presence yeah. to have their voice heard over some of these mandates that at this point, quite frankly, are becoming abusive. Well, they don't make sense to these people they don't. and they weren't getting anybody's attention to listen to what they had to say. Yeah. See, this isn't even about the issue. Mm -hmm. This is about the state of invisibility. Right. And they're making themselves seen and heard. And that influences other people who may have been feeling like they didn't have a voice either yep. to come out in incredible numbers along the highways in Canada yep. to cheer these people on because they represent something that is meaningful to them. Exactly. This I would consider a positive influence. And if it is something that can continue in a peaceful way and they can continue to stand their ground together, this could be a game changer. Yeah. Globally. And Again, I'm not, Megan, you and I are not here in this final moment of the show to give our opinions on what we believe. My point is that this is a group of people that decided to make and have an influence on the ability to be heard and mm -hmm. they were not being heard. And so they took the only way they could to help all of us. Yeah just raise our heads up from our crazy desks and all the things we're doing to just say, what are they doing? Mm -hmm. Megan, thank you for a great show. You've been listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show Network, providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. If you've missed any part of this episode or want to find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca.